Welcome to the CWDW Near and Far podcast, where we explore perspectives of the Walt Disney World Resort from 10 miles to 1,000 miles away. This week, we're just going to pick up where we left off last week. This is going to be part two of the experiences that remind you of your vacation to the Walt Disney World Resort. This will be part two of the Magic Kingdom. And again, as I explained last week, we just felt it necessary to split up this episode into two parts so that we can continue to bring you content each week. John is a very busy man this weekend. He's moving, so it was not possible to put together uh, another recording. Basically, we took off a week, and this episode was extra long, so we decided to split it in two. So without further ado, here it is. One of the, I did want to include, if you notice throughout the whole series, I tend to not do a lot of uh, movie-based things. Like, for some reason, movies, uh, like I, uh, I've i explained it before, but the uniqueness is what brings me back, not necessarily movies. So I did want to include a movie-based one that kind of goes against the grain for me personally, and that's Magic that is done so well like i just love i love the story of it i love the uh i know it's the same disney clips that i see in every show and every whatever but philhar magic i think is is almost like perfectly done for that and i love the smells of it like you're in the ride that they have the different smells they have the water and uh, just overall i feel like it's a very underrated attraction and in the end too i love how you know the world is in chaos like the world of disney and mickey mouse steps in the middle and grabs his conductor's wand and just takes control back over and i don't know why for me that feels very uh symbolic you know like like there's only one guy that can keep all this stuff under control and working properly <laughs> you know like i don't know why like i i i always just uh, it makes me smile to think of mickey mouse taking control of everything and you know calming the chaos yeah that's a great one actually on your youtube channel that probably has more views than any other video and it is an amazing video people just love philhar magic you wouldn't necessarily know that by looking at the theater. There's not typically a line out the theater, but they run so many shows during the day, and that's probably why. So, so many people have experienced that show. And it is, like, it, it's old, but it is still relevant, and it is still good. It is just a great, um, humorous little story with Donald Duck, you know, causing chaos like he always does. Uh, I just love it. And you're yeah. right, it is It is IP, it's like IP, IP after IP, but it's done in such a cool way, like transitioning between worlds and all this stuff, and, oh, you know, man. Mickey saving the day, like you said. And I yeah, do, it's great. and I do like IPs used, you know, in moderation, and, in, like, I loved Wishes, too, which had IP... Uh, lightly placed in like they you know you'd hear peter pan say off to neverland and a few little things but the main 
story was not an IP. It was unique. And I feel like this is the same thing. Like, I think PhilharMagic is one of the best examples of what works with Disney's typical, here's highlights from all our cartoons. Uh, I think they overuse it, but I think this was one of the best versions of it. And I always like to think that the moral of the story is Donald Duck thinking anybody can keep this stuff together like the world of disney it's it's easy uh-huh. <laughs> he could do it and then he quickly learns that like anything else it's not that easy and i know it's probably not what's really supposed to be but in my mind i feel like mickey mouse was like a representation of walt disney you know like the guy who could keep the universe together and have everything actually work the main cog in the middle and since walt's not around anymore that would be Mickey has to take his place. And without him, it's all chaos. And that may or may not be what the Imagineers were going for. I've never looked into it, but I like when things are loose enough that I can make my own story up. So if not, (laughs) I like my story. So that's good too. I totally agree. That's what's great about that. You know, they leave that open for you to be able to fill in the blanks for your own part of the story. So I'm uh, for my next one, and I only have two more. So I'm going to transition over to, I'm not really sure what land this is, but let me just add in here. And you said you didn't have a lot more to go, John, but, and I don't know if this is one of them, but let me just give a nod to Haunted Mansion. Um, That's not the one that I'm going to mention, but Haunted Mansion is amazing, and Definitely something that I think of uh, when I think of Magic Kingdom. It is a must-do. I would probably ride Haunted Mansion all day long if I could. Uh, that ride is always going to be one of my favorites. Uh, it's just an amazing, uh, amazing ride. The Imagineering in that ride alone. People take it for granted, but it, there's so many amazing effects that are actually older that still hold to this day. Uh, so I can't think of a I can't think of a negative thing really to say about Haunted Mansion. It's it's amazing. Uh, but in pretty much the same part of the park, I'm gonna say something. And this is probably never gonna be on your list, John. And it's not gonna be on most people's list. But that Tom Sawyer Island is just unreal for me. Uh, in the middle of a theme park, the most traveled to theme park in the entire world is an island that sits in the middle of a body of water that harkens back to an earlier age in America and, you know, something taken out of literature and actually, in Disney's case, out of a movie. It is IP. Tom Sawyer's Island is IP. And the fact that you have to take a wooden raft out to it, obviously it's got a motor on it, but, I mean, you're taking a wooden raft out to this Tom Sawyer's Island. There are walkthrough adventures all through that island from caves and uh, wooden bridges and tire bridges. And uh, there's a fort out there. And that fort is just amazing, man. It is like everything that I wish I could have built when I was a kid. I mean, they have like, like, tur- like um, uh, see-through 
things and like in old forts where you would put your musket through and they even have muskets up there that you can fire. I mean, obviously it's probably not something that they're doing right now, but man, that thing is just great. I mean, you just look through the, the, those little holes where the guns are through and you can literally fire the, the guns and it makes noise and all that. Ah, it's just, I, I just love Tom Sawyer's Island. Uh, just a just a great little adventure out there and there is a sense of wild too out there i've actually seen a snake out there on one of the paths one time so tom sawyer's island that's my uh that's mine yeah i was gonna say i i have a uh, a video from not too long ago where i went up in those forts and i i looked out at the cannon that's pointing at a big thunder mountain and it's pointing right at the part of the ride that as the coaster goes by, if, 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 it, if it were a real cannon, it would be the perfect time to get it as it's going by. And it's, uh, I, I, I did a little video of that. It was fun. But I honestly never really thought much about Tom Sawyer Island and vacation because we would go over there. But it wasn't in every trip, and it probably should should have been. But, I mean, when my daughter was younger, I remember going there and going through the secret tunnel, and we would go around and around, and it was a lot of fun. But we didn't do it every time, and it just kind of didn't – it did. It doesn't come up when I think of Disney World vacations. It was fun. We really liked it, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a thing for us, really. But And to piggyback on your Haunted Mansion thing – I'll, I'll be a little more general with mine, but one of the things that I found fascinating when I started going to uh, Disney parks was the feeling of, of uh, being somewhere at night when you know it's the, it's, it's the middle of the day. So that feeling of when you are, uh, you know, it's, it's 95 degrees in August and the sun is blinding you and you go into the Haunted Mansion and after you go through the stretching room and you're in, you know, you see there's windows there and it's dark outside and the lightning is striking. And it's such a soothing feeling to be out of that heat and out of the sun. And like it's it almost feels good to be in the dark. And it's and it was the same feeling on uh, Pirates of the Caribbean when you're when you go down the falls and you're there, you look out and they would have it would almost be like you know the night it's it's nighttime there too so you're you're somewhere and it's dark and it's cool and it's nighttime and even uh even space mountains a little like that it's not necessarily day or night but you're in outer space and it's dark and it's just so it's such an alien world compared to what you just walked out of and for me that that difference that that being somewhere in the cool darkness of night even though you know it's the middle of the day, and I used to get that from the movies too. Like I always loved to go to the go to a good movie in the middle of a hot summer day, because you're in the dark and you're in the cool dark, whatever, and it just feels so you could really get lost in it, you know, just because of the difference. So that's a little piggyback on yours. Yeah, I love that. That's it's great. I mean, that stretching room is like a transition almost in time and in space. I mean, it, it just takes you, you're right. It takes you from the Florida heat and the 
oppressive sun and the the daytime to you know night in that mansion uh just isn't that such an awesome piece of imagineering just that attraction alone there's so much in there it's just so many little tricks and little uh things that they've done i mean even the ride queue at this point uh which is fairly recent i mean within the last what 10 years or so they redid that ride queue to be more interactive which again everything is probably shut down for that <laughs> yeah, now that, but that part is roped off right now. yeah not allowed back there. <laughs> i mean the stretching room's even closed right now so you don't get that transition but it's still still i i've seen in the videos it still feels like a little bit of a transition it's just not that the ride- same but that ride is so good it holds up no matter what so but it's even better when you have the transition and you have to wait a little bit and then you know like it's it's you know it's like the tower of terror the 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 movie you watched the 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 lights slowly they dim and then it yeah. like flashes at the end and it like kind of slowly transitions you into a different time and place and I mean, the the thing about that even more so is when they close those doors, it is so eerily quiet until the narrator actually speaks. And as he's speaking, there is like dead silence in that room, just like the cast members say, you know, so it's just like they talk about the dead center of the room. Well, there's dead silence in there, too. I don't know what they've done to soundproof that room. But it is totally shut off from the world outside. It's just amazing. Yeah. A, and a, I love, I love, I love the new uh, how the narrator's voice they they uh, they've adjusted it to make it feel like it's floating around the room. Like yeah, it goes around like almost like he's moving around the room, and you can't see him because he's a ghost. And they did a great job of that. It really is a convincing effect. Which is newer too, but so I got my my last one is actually not running right now, and that is the train, the train that goes around the Magic Kingdom. It, it was something, you know, a lot of people might just ignore it or whatever, but man, I used to love that train when it was running. Uh, I. I'm assuming it's going to be running again. I hope it's going to run again. Who knows now? But uh, just riding that train, seeing the scenes, there's like static scenes throughout the train ride. You get to see uh, a lot of Frontierland. You you just take that ride all around Magic Kingdom. You know, whether it's Tomorrowland, you go through Tomorrowland, you get to see the perimeter of the park more or less. And they've actually themed the uh, perimeter and they've themed different lands. So you can just have scenes all over the place. And for people like newer people that are going to Magic Kingdom, I I mean, that train has probably been down for, what, two years, John, wouldn't you say? Has it been that long? I think it's actually more because, you know, I was... uh... I've, I've lived here for a little over three years now, and it was not running when I was here. Wow, you know? okay. So it's 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 at least three, and at least I'm pretty sure it wasn't running, because I've been doing my Instagram for th- at least three years now, too, and if it would have been running, and, you know, if it was going to close down for a while, 
sure I would have made a trip because I enjoyed the train too. It it wasn't on my list because we didn't ride it enough, but it, it's it was definitely a very uniquely Disney thing riding that train around. Yeah, it takes you through. Like as you're riding that train around, you can even uh, you go through a part of Splash Mountain. I think it's near the Zippity Doodah uh, song, right? That that whole area. And yeah, it's hard to remember, but you do go through right at the end there. Yeah, I think it's 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 where the riverboat is, yeah. and it goes right above that, and there's like plexiglass up there that you kind of go through. But it's been so long, I kind of forgot about that until you just said it. Yeah, and it, it takes you right by Big Thunder Mountain too. You, I think the stop is right behind Big Thunder Mountain, if I remember correctly, isn't, yeah. isn't it? It's technically right behind Splash. Like you can see some of the Splash Mountain queue from from the actual uh, train station. Yeah, but you know, there's... maybe it was open when I. I'm trying to think the last time I was there, and I, it may have been when I lived here, or it may have been on my last trip before. But I remember I went up, and I was going to take the train from Splash Mountain, and the line was so long that it went all the way down by splash. And I was like, it was really hot. And I'm like, ah, that's not today. And, but I don't know why that memory hits me. And it, it, it may have been when I first started uh, living in Florida. So yeah, my time frame might be off. It just feels like it's been closed forever at this point. Like, Well, at one point too, after that particular stop, uh, it would take you out to where Mickey's Toontown used to be. And I always liked that stop for some reason. It was kind of level and flat. You got off of the train. You you walked up into Mickey's Toontown and were, were kind of immersed in that entire thing, which was almost sort of like, a, I don't know how to describe Mickey's Toontown. It was a little strange. It's like walking into a cartoon itself in one way, but... Uh, it, it wasn't quite as immersive as some of the other experiences. I, I mean, I don't, I don't honestly myself miss Mickey's Toontown, but I do sort of miss that stop. Well, here's the here's the thing about that, and I would love to. We could this could be a, a another podcast idea of comparing things that have changed at Disney World. But uh, so far, I've never met anybody who said. Uh, Mickey's Big Top or whatever the heck it is now, the circus theme. I've not met anybody yet who thought that was an improvement over Toontown. No. Like so far, it's kind of like the forgotten corner now. If you have really small kids, there's like a water play area over there, but it's not what it used to be. And it seems that every all the Disney fans out there all loved visiting Mickey and Minnie's houses growing up and it was a real you know highlight of their childhood and this and that but like i said i can't even think of the name of what they call that area now i've seen it hundreds of times and it's just storybook circus storybook circus yeah yeah and why on earth in this day and age you would name anything after storybook circus i mean uh, dumbo was a very depressing movie from i've never seen it but from what i understand and circuses are not well liked by anybody like in oh. general and i'm like why on earth would you use story 
book circus as your new theme. It's like, I could see if you did it like in the 50s, you'd be like, oh, everybody loves the circus. Look, we're taming lions. It's like, but not anymore. It's it's a very, and you can tell it's unpopular. It just is. It's not There's a popular There's not a lot of crowd there, there, yeah. And yeah, like I right. said, you can, it's all right, but everybody would say, oh, you don't like change, this and that. And Disney always makes things better. It's like, I... I always have to disagree with that because that sounds like a idealized version of everything. And in this case, I don't think they made that area better. I I, I thought it was much more appealing as Toontown, and I liked the the uh, the theming of Toontown better. I liked Mickey and Minnie's house. I liked that you could meet M- Mickey in his backyard tent and this and that. They had all the subtle little signs around and it made it look like you're going through his yard and mickey's garden was back there and and i remember firsthand that kids thought it was absolutely awesome that they're looking around mickey's house and it fit his size too it was the same size as the mickey uh the 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 guy in the mickey costume you would see yeah. same size yeah, as him. Well. like it fit him so and like i said I may be wrong, but I haven't met anybody yet who's like, oh, I love the, uh, I forget the name of it again, the circus. <laughs> <laughs> it's so unmemorable and not special to me that I can't, my brain rejects it. I don't know. It's like, I don't know, circus thing. That's that's what it goes in. <laughs> I, yeah, like I said, I don't, I, did, I didn't hate Toontown. It's just not something that I think of when i you know like i don't i don't really altogether miss it like i'm not saying that uh the storybook circus area is better or anything i i don't really no i don't it's not not something that i look at i I, it's not something that i look at in fact that whole section i i do kind of like going into storybook circus now and smelling that popcorn smell and like the tents and the environment kind of uh, appeal to me because I I did used to love going to circuses when I was younger, you know. Oh. But again, it's not going to appeal to a, a lot of people, especially going forward, because the circuses are a thing of the past, more or less. So. Well, that big top gift store and snack place that's there that was there during Mickey's Toontown yeah. too. It just had cool. a different name. And it was a barn, I think, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right? I, I forget what it was, but there was like a scarecrow out front of it, I remember. Yeah. I used to took a lot of pictures of that scarecrow and it was basically the same store and the same setup. It just changed the circus theme. So that part was there and that I always liked too. But again, I just I don't know. We need to do a podcast too about things that that should be expendable at Disney versus things that they do seem to get rid of or change. It's like, and uh, yeah, that whole storybook circus would be on my list along with the entire uh, Tomorrowland Speedway. I mean, they have modified that track so many times and it's like, they won't just get rid of it. That's a big piece of property. And I find it really hard to imagine how many people would be really that upset that, the Tomorrowland Speedway is not there, you know? Like, I know it has special memories for some people, and I've got a couple on there, too, but it's not the same as, like, a, a you know, a 10- or 15-minute ride that's yeah. something, you know, you I, you drive to the find, store and remember it. It's fine. <laughs> you, you might find this shocking, but going, like I said, I, 
I always say, you know, I've been going there since the early 80s. I've never ridden that thing. I've never been on the Speedway. That's how forgettable it is for me. I That may be sacrilege to a lot of Disney fans, but I've just never been on that Speedway. The lines are inefficient, and I just never felt like I, I always looked at it as a waste of time. I went on it a couple of weeks ago because it was pretty much a walk-on, and it was completely forgettable. It's literally just going around a track. The only thing to look at on there was seeing how far along they are on the Neutron ride, but it was it was not. I, I like I said, I can't. I don't know why it's still there. I know Disney likes to claim that they're environmentalists, and you know, with all the social justice people and all that well the amount of carbon dioxide that they're putting out from those cars every time i do go on them my throat hurts from the exhaust on those things so i mean my recommendation would be to get rid of that like that's third i i think a guy from another podcast i heard him saying that 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 ride is is uh causing uh global warming by itself <laughs> <laughs> he jokes something along those lines. I forget what he said, but I couldn't stop laughing. I thought, yeah. <laughs> I, I, and it's like I used to get like that when I would drive to Florida and I'd get behind like a diesel truck. And, and if I had the vents open in the car with the outside air circulating, I literally would start to get like my throat irritated from the fumes. And I feel the same way every time I go on that ride. I'm like, man, the fumes here and the poor cast members that work there. I don't think that's a good oh, idea. I, I, Mike, I would honestly say it's probably worse than taking up smoking, you know, working at the at the Tomorrowland Speedway. Oh, so, yeah. We apologize to all of you with fond childhood memories of it and all, but it's it needs to either go electric, but even better, just use the space for something else, you know? Yeah. Like I I, I heard they wanted to make a, a Princess and the Frog ride. There's a there's a spot for you. Knock they could they could knock down that whole that whole ride and they could knock down Storybook Circus too and make an entire Louisiana land. That would be awesome. You know, uh, devote a whole yeah. land to it. I would, I would be clapping for that. I'd be like, they yes, could call it, uh, they call it Mardi Mardi Gras land or something like that. You hey, know? it is connected and it's in its own corner. No one's gonna miss Storybrook Circus. Just knock it all down, and I, to me, that that would do it even more justice if people want to see a good something good made out of it. Don't do an overlay of something. Let's yeah. let's spend some real money, some real area. Let's 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 knock that whole place flat in the corner and make a whole new immersive land. You know how good food is in new Orleans too. Absolutely. Man, imagine I would want to get some uh, baguettes or whatever it's called from, yeah. from Tiana. It's like, I would, I would be jumping up and down for that change. If they would say something that made sense like that, saying this, we're going to redo this whole darn area and it's going to be beautiful and it's going to be whatever we want it to be, not an overlay of something else where, you know, it's made of concrete, so we got to make it work. It's like, yeah, that's, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a great idea, and I don't think it's, uh, you know, it does it justice either when yeah. you to, to to just overlay rides, and I I don't. I I, don't I agree, it doesn't do justice to the characters that you're trying to create. Um, yeah. 
create an experience for and it, it just seems like a cop-out in a way. Yeah, and like I said, Louisiana, the New Orleans has such a rich history, a feel, and all the, you know, the, the walking down the streets of Louisiana has such a look. Yeah. They could, if they if they made the area match instead of shoehorning uh, Princess of the Frog right in the middle of Frontierland, where Splash Mountain pretty much is Frontierland, it goes straight through it and all around it. It's like it, it, that's not going to be Frontierland anymore when you change it to New Orleans, and it isn't going to look like anything in New Orleans. Like yeah. that Thomas Kincaid picture they put out was nice and all, but it doesn't really make a lot of sense in any way. And like I said, I, I, uh, I definitely think they should do more because more so than the ride, I, I, I think the area would be one of my new favorite parts of Disney World if they actually did a New Orleans land in the corner, like they have Li- Liberty Square, New Orleans, I don't know, celebration in the corner, like that would be great. Have little Mardi Gras things, have a ride with Princess and the Frog, have Tiana's. I don't I've only seen the movie once, but bakery, restaurant, whatever it is she had, it's like that would be fantastic. Instead, they are take getting rid of Splash Mountain, which is on the top of the list of many, many, many people have that as their absolute favorite ride. It's like, well, let's overlay that. It's like, well, <laughs> that's an idea. I wouldn't call it a good one. <laughs> and on either side, a lot of people say, you know, um, yeah, Princess of the Frog deserves its own ride, and I agree. They, they, it deserves even more than that. Give it a whole land, because I think an experience would be a land, a, a, a New Orleans area in general, because New Orleans is an awesome, awesome place, but it's a little scary. So it's kind of like the Africa in, uh, in a- Animal Kingdom. It gives you the feel of it without the scariness of being in another country where you're, it, it, you know, where there's a lot of things that could hurt you. It's like same with New Orleans. I don't really want to go there because it's kind of a dangerous place, or it can be. Like, don't go down the wrong street and don't talk to these people. It'd be the Disney version, which I would love. You know, it'd be. I'd probably never go to New Orleans. I'd be like, why would I? I go to. Yeah, I go to New, New Orleans right in the Magic Kingdom where it's perfect and great. You could have a have a like go back in an alley almost like Diagon Alley is and have Dr. Desilier's uh, like, you know, shop of magic bag or voodoo or whatever back See what there. I mean? It, it, this, yeah. the, 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 the idea is screaming for a land, not an overlay. You know, it's screaming for a land. And Absolutely. and I noticed, too, I, I'll admit I love Splash Mountain, but that didn't even come up on my list of things I think about when I think of a Disney vacation. As much as I love it, it didn't show up on there. It it I would say it's my favorite ride because it's so complete. It's got water. It's got excitement. It's got music. It's got everything you could want in a ride. Yeah. But as always what brings me back what my thoughts are aren't exact they don't exactly match up with the best ride or your favorite ride you know like it's not all the same thing but but yeah that's amazing all that stuff about the speedway that i just made all that up right now but it sure does feel (laughs) (laughs) now i really want to go to the new orleans celebration (laughs) land at disney world like i 
Well, in Disneyland, they have New Orleans Square, so which is extremely popular, I might yeah. add. But it's yeah. everybody loves it. They have musicians come out, and when they have Mardi Gras at Universal Studios, they bring in bands from New Orleans that just go up and down. The, it's it's an absolute terrific environment, and I think Disney should definitely go all out and do that. But an overlay on Splash Mountain, I. I feel like that's kind of a cop-out, you know? That's kind of a a cop-out, pandering, something like that. It's like, well, we'll give you this. It's like, yeah, it's, there's, if, 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 if you're a company that is having financial troubles because you've been closed for four months and still running at a loss, changing one of your most popular rides is not the smartest thing to do, you know? That's, right, yeah. that's probably not the way to go. But again, what do I know? I, I have an accounting degree, but you know, what do I know about numbers? Let's, <laughs> let's, I think it would make sense to close down your one of your most popular rides in the park, and yeah. let's let's let the Stitch Building rot. That makes sense. Let well, let it let's, go. let's put it this way: it doesn't really make sense from a marketing standpoint either. <laughs> well, it partially does because the merch they're going to sell at the end. Well, gonna, yeah, yeah, that's true. Gonna, but that's fleeting. That's fleeting. That's only a very temporary thing. You you want to look at long term, you know, long term. And if you can create an experience that's going to create like like a haunted mansion or even a Splash Mountain that's going to create merchandise. Um, Splash Mountain, you know, merchandise like in my hand and, you know, something like that. And, you know, just to be clear, too, I've always considered Splash Mountain to be another of those rides that's not based on a movie because I didn't even know it was based on a movie till not long ago. And I still never watched the movie. And it's from the 1940s. So kind of like Cinderella and all that. I, I never watched the Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. I don't really like older films anyway. So in my mind, I always thought of Splash Mountain as an original pure Disney ride. And that's all it ever was to me, you know? So, okay, John, that should about wrap it up. Where can people find you online? Uh, they can find me at c.wdw on Instagram, c.wdw on Facebook, uh, c.uo on Instagram and CWDW on YouTube. And like I said, the YouTube channel is the one we're trying to build up because in the big scheme of things, that's the big dog in the equation. Yep, I agree. Uh, you can find me at the giant rat on Instagram and the giant rat on Twitter. I'm not very active on there, but uh, there's some content on there. So if you want to check those out, go for it. You can reach the podcast at c.wdwnearandfar at gmail.com. We'll take comments, questions on the podcast, what you thought of the podcast. If you have any questions you want us to answer, you want us to do a Q&A episode someday, we'll be glad to do that. We talked a little bit about that last week. And so that'll do it. We will see you next week on the CWDW Near and Far podcast. Thank you for joining us and stay safe on your adventures.